Welcome to the Need More Buffs podcast, the unofficial Lightseekers podcast sponsored by DeliveryCrab.com. DeliveryCrab.com, your number one source for Lightseekers cards and three points of healing. Welcome back, Seekers. This is episode 17 of Need More Buffs, and I'm your host, Matt Sonnenberg. Before we get into today's show, I want to take a moment to give you a few reminders. We currently have our PAX giveaway going on. This is your chance to win one set of badges for PAX East 2018. If you want more details on this giveaway, be sure to head over to deliverycrab.com slash PAX giveaway. Secondly, we have the Lightseekers Mythical card reveals happening not only this week, but basically all the way up until the release of the new set. And people are just going crazy over all these cards. But I have very exciting news that here at Need More Buffs and Delivery Crab, we will be helping to reveal some of these cards. Our first reveals are coming up very soon. In fact, today, Tuesday, February 13th, as well as tomorrow, Wednesday, February 14th, Delivery Crab is going to be helping to reveal some of these cards. I'm not going to give away too much information right here, but head over to DeliveryCrab.com and you should have something there waiting for you. On last week's show, we had Willie Wilkov, the CMO of PlayFusion, who helped discuss all the things going on with Lightseekers in 2018. There's a whole bunch of good stuff going on, and that's when we got the announcement of the new set, Lightseekers Mythical. Unfortunately, last week, we weren't able to keep Willie on long enough to talk about a deck, but we invited him back this week so we could do just that. I want to see what some of the guys from PlayFusion, when they get a chance to play the game, what they like to play with. So. We got Willie back on the show today, and we're going to talk to him about one of his decks. So without any further... Oh, wait a minute. This just in. I've received notice that one of the delivery crabs has been spotted. If you head over to deliverycrab.com slash crab on the run, I think you're going to be able to find a clue. In any case, now it's time to get in the show. Help me in welcoming back Willie. Welcome back to the show, Willie. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing spectacularly. Last time we got to find out about everything that's coming up in 2018, which was super exciting. But there was one thing we didn't get to fit into that episode, and that's, well, a deck list. That's what I do on this show, generally speaking. Although... That's just because I didn't know how to run a show without talking about a deck list. But now we're getting more news. We can do that. And it's exciting. Yeah, but, I, felt like I, I felt like I broke the rules a little bit doing a <laughs> show without revealing a deck. Uh, but that's why we had to get you back on here. We have to talk about a deck. Everybody wants to know how you play this game. I mean, I have to imagine you played a lot. But the important question first is... We need to know a little bit more about you and your gaming background. So, who is Willie? Who is Willie? Well, I mean, I grew up in uh, in Connecticut with three brothers, so we played a ton of board games. You know, this was this was growing up in the uh, the seventies and early eighties, so you know, we didn't have the internet, and uh-huh. you know, 
my parents didn't let me watch as much television as I would. <laughs> I don't think it was exciting as as exciting back then either. So. Yeah. So I love toys and I love board games. It was a huge part of my upbringing. Uh, some of you may know, some of you may not know that, you know, I actually used to work for Tomy and that's how I got to meet all the folks at Play Fusion. Um, and, uh, you know, I enjoyed working in the toy business as well for, you know, a good six years. Um, I also play a fair amount of cards, but not the traditional trading card games. I play a lot of poker. Okay. Um and growing up with my brothers, uh, I used to play a lot of card games as well. So I, I feel very comfortable in that sort of card gaming space. But yeah. I never really played, you know, because of when I was growing up, I didn't really play a lot of Magic the Gathering or, you know, Pokemon or, or Yu-Gi-Oh! or any of those other card games. So, Did you have a favorite game, though? A favorite game? I mean, I was always a Monopoly guy. I mean, that was that was sort of the best for me. Sure. I mean, I love I love that type of game. Um, those were the types of things that we played. You know, it, we had a whole room full of games that we played, and we played as a family. And I'm a huge trivia guy. Okay. Love trivia. I actually I've been on a game show. I was on the Wheel of Fortune. I won a car. Were you? Sort wow. of my claim to fame. But I've been dying to get on Jeopardy. Unsuccessfully. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I know a few people, actually two members of my family who have tried out for Jeopardy, and neither of them quite made it on. They they yeah. made it to like the maybe the, like the second level or whatever, but mm, not quite enough. I try. I mean, at home, I kill it. I mean, I like sure. get all the answers before everybody. I don't phrase it in the form of a question, <laughs> but then I'm like, I can't get on the show. How do I not get on the show? But anyway, that's that's a whole different story. Sure. So you, you play a lot of board games growing up. You get a job working with games and toys once you're older. You kind of answered it for us, but how did you find out about Lightseekers then? Yeah, so I mean, I was you know I've been working with PlayFusion or at PlayFusion now for over two years. It's it's just 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 reached my two year anniversary. Wow. And um, you know, I first played the card game you know a, a while back when I was over at our Cambridge office and. Everybody there plays this game all the time. Mm -hmm. Like if you're over lunch, you can play, you know, it's, you know, in the evening you can play, um, you know, they're always doing these streams and people play. I mean, I don't think you can really work at the office without playing. You, you see, and that, that's something I've always wondered. Like that, that's the impression that I get is that everybody plays, but there, I mean, I guess most of the people there, if not everybody comes from kind of a gaming background. And so it makes sense that they get, get into that kind of thing. But, you don't have to name names, but is there is there that one guy that just doesn't play? You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, I mean, even though people who aren't in the game area, you know, people who do, you know, our lawyer play, plays all the time. <laughs> He's pretty competitive. We have a project manager, you know, who just started and she's really picked up the game quickly. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's very rare to find somebody there who won't play. Now, certain people are better than others. Sure. You know, and I joke a little bit because there's, a, you know, obviously some meta going on in the office there that I'm not privy to. Mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know, I work out of my home in Chicago. So when I go there and I was just in the UK last week, you know, sometimes I lose pretty badly. But I really know the Chicago meta, which is really <laughs> me, me playing against my son. Uh, he's 13. I, I guess you, you probably feel a little bit left out. I, I mean, at least you have someone to play with nearby. But I'm assuming you probably don't get to play quite as often as the other guys. Not as much. I mean, the time zone's a real challenge for me. You know, when I was over there, I managed to play two games against uh, Chris, um, and uh, I lost both of them. But 
Um, I would I would like to play more often. When I was over there, they were live streaming, and the goal was to get me on the stream. But it was a very busy week, and uh, I ended up it just it just wasn't in the card, so to speak. Fair enough. Well, I I, I do know that's one of the reasons you you, you like to uh, do all the live events is because you get to. I mean, you're teaching new players, but the fact of the matter is, whether you're teaching or just interacting with people at the show, like you get to play. Yes. And I, you know, it's funny. And I say this all the time. I don't know if I've said it to you, but I go all around the world teaching people this game. And I don't know how many, how many demos I've done, mm -hmm. but you know, every now and then I might get a little tired of teaching somebody the game just because you're saying the same things over and over again, yeah. but I never get tired of playing the game. Yep. Never get tired. You know, and I play this game all the time, especially with the starter decks and I always enjoy it. Do you have a favorite starter deck? Um, you know, it's funny. If I have my choice, I'll always play Astral. That's my favorite. Okay. Um, but I've also been known to uh, to play Nature. I do play in terms of my constructed decks. My favorite is a Sicario Dread deck that I play. Um, I know you've done a, a fair number of those on the show, but yeah. the deck yeah, I, we the, just had one on last week. So yeah, the deck that I brought with me today was actually created by my son okay. to be my Sicario deck, and then. Ooh. Over time, we've sort of modified it a little bit. Okay. Um, so we, you know, we're constantly making changes and tweaking it, and I haven't been able to play it as much as I would like to, but in my mind, I've, I've envisioned how the deck would play. Fair enough. Well, why don't you give us a quick rundown of what is in this deck, and then we'll talk about it some more. Sure. So uh, I start out with my hero, and I use the starter hero, Zuna, uh, for this deck. And I like it for a couple reasons. I have, um, I like the dual superior elements of explosive mm -hmm. time. I find that incredibly appealing. And then I love to draw cards. So I usually like to have a hero where I can draw cards. And I've always found the two for one to be a pretty good trade off. You don't have to worry about taking damage or healing your opponent. I mean, you do feed yep. them cards, but um, I, I really find that sort of fun, and, and, and I like it a lot. So that, that's my hero. And then in terms of my action cards, I have two copies of Looper, two of Tyrax Mercenary. I run two Crazed Bombers. I have Ramparts, a Bombling, two Alchemy Labs, two Wardens of Time, one Emergency System, two Fountains of Time, a Tyrax Fixer, and a Warp Toad. Now I also have two items in here, the Crystal Scepter and the Crystal Core. And I also play a Tantosian Blacksmith. So this gives me access to crystal cards. Mm -hmm. I have uh, three Crystal Leeches, two Crystal Bats, three Colossi Ritual Sites, two Prism Cannons. And then looking at my um, combo cards, I have Celerity, Minefield, Body Morph, Nitro Heal, and then the Cross Order combo, uh, Rock Bomb. Yes, uh, if if you're gonna go cross order, I it, it feels wrong not to include the cross order combo. Well, I love them too because they you know you just need one card from either order, and so you just have so much more flexibility mm -hmm. in terms of your ability to play. And uh, honestly, like people like to use them a lot already, but I have a feeling when we get into that uh, next set there with the cross order heroes, those cross order combos are going to be a lot more common. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of this deck. I mean, I, 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 I'm constantly, again, trying to update it and make it the best that it can be. And there's just certain cards that I loved. Um, and, and, and the main reason I, I really wanted these two together was 
to really do the you know the debuffing well. I love the uh, Crystal Leech. It's just such a great card to be able to move three buffs, remove three buffs. There's no penalty. And with this one, you also have the Crazed Bomber. So um, I don't have a lot of buffs in this deck. So my ability to eliminate two cards from our or three buffs from my opponent is really appealing as well. So, yeah. so that was sort of the basis of this was how do I attack a Sicario deck with all those buffs and the ability to have, you know, five debuffing cards, I think was good. Originally I had six, but <laughs> the big problem with this deck is just like, you know, we were sitting there, my son and I, and we had to get down to 30 action cards and we couldn't do it. Like we built the deck the way we wanted it. And we had 50 cards. Oh boy. So we weren't even close. We yeah. had to, Calling back, calling back, and there were a lot of cards we pulled out. And, you know, the only card that I have three of, the only two, are the Crystal Leech and the Colossi Ritual Site. And, sure. I mean, I love the Colossi Ritual Site. I think it's, I don't want to say it's an underrated card, but I love <laughs> the fact that, you know, you can, you know, add damage uh, by three, but it also does the damage reduction by three as well. And so that was sort of the root of, of going into the crystal was to take advantage of the, the debuffing and the, and the damage increase. Yeah. I, it's, it's almost the equivalent of like a storm shaman from the storm deck, but I like, I would argue that it's better because it's dual purpose. Like yeah. it, it, it's, it's worth one less point, but it's dual purpose. And I would, I would love to have that ability in the storm deck. I mean, my son and I tried building a, a, a deck. We started with Lexi cause you can carry, you know, an extra point of items. Sure. And then we were going to try and do it across um, three colors because we wanted to take advantage of all the cards that are like the Storm Shaman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you'd have Storm Shaman, you'd have the Colossi Ritual Site, and then uh, the, the card's escaping me right now. But in the Astral Order, it, it's similar. And we ended up doing all that, but between all the items and all the damage increase cards, we couldn't deal enough damage to take advantage <laughs> of it. So it ended up being a deck that just didn't work. Yeah, yeah, I it, that's that's really hard to go across more than one and do it right. I mean, if you, you just can't include too many cards, which is what surprises me about this deck is that yeah, you only go into two different orders, but you almost have a 50/50 split between the two which is something I don't think I've necessarily seen before. Usually when people go crosser, they have like, you know, three or four cards of a different color, but you really went all out here. Yeah. I mean, looking at it, I think I have 10 cards. I mean, you, you have to also account for the items. Originally we only had two items in this deck, uh, but you know, we ended up pulling a ton of crystal cards that were just dead that we couldn't play. Yeah. Um, so I think you have to have the, you've heard this before, right? I think you have to have the three options, but we do go 10 cards into crystal for sure. We wanted the crystal leech and the ritual site, but then we also need to capitalize on the ritual sites. And that's where the crystal bat comes in. I like that card cause it's dual purpose. You get the, the deal and the heal. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, sometimes I can go either way on the prism cannon, but the goal here was to always try and uh, get those to sneak up on people. And, and sometimes they use as bait, you know, bait to get people to debuff them. People for whatever reason don't like to take the eight damage, but you can really stack up a lot of damage with this deck. Yeah, I, it, that's one of those things. Like, if it's early on, I'll sit there and take the eight. But if it's anywhere later in the game where you're sitting mid range, and you know, taking eight damage can can get you down to kill range. Like, you're going to want to get rid of that. So, I, I I understand why people are, are skittish around the prism cannons, but 
I, I'm also thankful that uh, it gives you three turns to get rid of it as well. Yeah. And then, you know, there's some other cards that I really like from the tech standpoint. You know, I have a fair number of damage cards. So, you know, the Tyrex Mercenary will hit you for a lot as well as the Looper. So those work well with the Colossi Ritual site and just allow me to to deal damage and, and hit people pretty hard. Uh, I didn't go too heavy in the, 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 the defense. I'm a little light on that. I used to have two ramparts. I only have one. That's a, that's a vulnerability in this deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's something I did notice. Like you, I, yeah, you only have one ramparts, which typically if I'm, if I'm going with a tech first deck, like that's something I, I, I have at least two of in there, but, and then you only have the one emergency system as well with, as far as I can see here, I don't think any way to recover them either. So, um, you have some recovery because I have the, um, well, the, which ones am I talking about here? Um, <laughs> it's not fountain of time. What I, well, you got your warp toad. So if they're still in play, you can pull them back and use them yeah, again. Warp toad I can pull back. And then the warden of time, if my buffs are removed, I can, I can move my action cards back, discarded action cards okay. back. And I got two of those in here. So I can recover them, uh, which I think is helpful. But I, in all honesty, it sounds really bad. I'd love another emergency system, but I bring my binder, my trade binder to all these events, and they were all gone. So <laughs> I have to basically, I think I have to go on Delivery Crab and get another one. But I no, might, I, ha- I might like, have a few of those. I felt like the emergency system gave me some healing. The Tyrax Fixer, which I think is always a real nice card if you're running low. Plus, I have the Nitro Heal combo. So... I felt like I, I, I had that along with the uh, the crystal bats to bring enough healing. But, yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot of defense in this deck. But sure. I was my, by my trading card coach, Jacob, that um, you just got to do one thing and do one thing well. You can't try and do everything. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and I, I guess if you're if you're attacking enough that that you, you can just knock them down fast enough, that's going to be enough like they're not going to have enough time they're going to spend their time blocking your attacks or well just dying that you're not going to have to worry as much about defending yeah and i like the bombling like i was thinking hey if i could if i could somehow get this bombling and a colossi ritual site in play on the same turn mm-hmm. i could deal a tremendous amount of damage because i'm going to hit with two attacks you know assuming i could hit uh with three attacks for six that's nine i could do 27 in one turn so i mean again a lot of it's just you know you go into the game hoping you can do certain things and i do have the alchemy labs in here too which are just i play them because they're fun yeah and and play them together and you know you can just do some fun things like you know draw three cards when your opponent draws two and um your ability to rotate the action buffs forwards and backwards and be able to even eliminate more buffs. Like I think those cards are kind of fun, and, and that's why I put them in the deck. So, so if you have the perfect hand, the perfect setup with this deck, where is your favorite, I guess, situation to use a Fountain of Time? Well, a lot of times I try and use those with the um, Prism Cannons to get them to align with the Colossi Ritual sites. Okay. Um, the other day was kind of crazy because I was playing this, and I had Celerity in play. And two alchemy labs, and it was just <laughs> sick. I mean, it got to a point where it was sick because I, I was able to do uh, you know three actions per turn, and I was just dialing up the numbers on everything because of the the alchemy lab. And yeah, I think I ended up doing it was like 
32 damage in that one turn. Did you win? I won, but my I, opponent was on 12. So it was like, <laughs> it was a bit excessive and my son oh, wasn't happy. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't even feel that good when you can't even deal that much damage. Yeah. No. I mean, and he's 13 and, and he's just kind of like, dad, that was uncool. Like, why did you have to do that? Hey, he's got to learn somehow because you, you, you just got to tell him. It's like, okay, now you've seen me do it this way. Now go play against your friends and beat them. Absolutely. And I'm trying to get his school like on board. It, you know, he goes to a school where I think the kids would really love the game. So I'm looking at doing an event there where I can teach the kids how to play. And I think, you know, sometimes it's fun to bring these decks along so that people can see, you know, people will learn the game and love the game. And they're like, what are items? What does a crossover deck look like? And this is a really fun deck to hand to somebody for the first time and say, hey, this is how you play a cross order, and it, it's a uh, yeah. I can see that. It's definitely sure. easy to pick up and, and, and fun to play with. Yeah, that that's one of the the hardest things. Well, not really hard, but one of the the best things I found that you can do to someone who who kind of seems to latch onto the game right away is explain what items are because sometimes they'll catch it on the on the play mats. There's the slot for three items, and if they're paying attention closely, it's like, yeah, I didn't have any of these in my hand. What are items? And once you tell them about the possibilities, like some of them get it, especially if they've played other games that you can kind of mix colors. But sometimes I think it's just best to be able to show them a deck like this and say that this is how it's played. This is what it can do. This is why you would want to do it. Yeah. And one of the things, you know, because it, it's like, the same thing happens at these events. And you know me, I, I tend to frequent the, the major events for our company. Yeah. Is, you know, people show up the first day and they kind of learn the game. They don't know very much about it. And then they come back the next day and then they come back the next day. And for me, you know, if I see somebody coming back the next day, you know, I love to pull out uh, a couple custom decks just yeah. so that they can see. And once they see it, you know, it just shows the, the potential of the game and the complexity of the game for the advanced player. And, uh, it's a it's a lot of fun. I I know you love teaching this game, and I've enjoyed what the few chances I've gotten to teach people as well, and just to see them grasp what's going on and enjoy it, and start f- trying to put together their own, the own po- own possibilities and combinations of cards in their head, and it, it's amazing what some first time players can even show you combinations once in a while that you hadn't necessarily thought of. Yeah. And there's nothing better than when everything fires as you planned it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I have the benefit of being able to play the guys who created the game. And I I remember we were in um, Philadelphia. It was after PAX Unplugged and it was the last night we were there and we all went up to Chris and Benny. Uh, I don't remember whose room it was. It was one of theirs. They don't they don't stay together. Um, (laughs) And we were just having a couple of beers and we were playing a four player game and. You know, I brought my Sicario deck and I was feeling great about it. You know, like, here's this great deck. I can't wait to try it out. And on one turn, I did 26 damage and healed for 15. Wow. I kind of wanted to drop the deck and walk out. Like, (laughs) just be like, that's it. I'm done. That's Uh, the greatest thing I'll ever do in this game. Exactly. But it was so much fun. And to do it with those guys, it's just, it's so cool to be able to play against them, you Mm -hmm. know? They're, they're such a good bunch of guys and I I just can't thank them enough for, for creating this game. So 
Yeah. Well, the cards that are coming are awesome. I mean, they're fun and like the artwork on them. I know you've heard many times that the artwork just continues to get better. Like I saw a couple foil sheets when I was over there and just absolutely breathtaking. Like it's just, you know, Tom and, and the team over there, they, they just do such a fantastic job. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait for all that new stuff, but I, okay. So I know, Chris and Benny are kind of the main creators. They kind of do most of the design work for these cards, but have other people along the way gotten to help create cards? I mean, like, have you ever come up with an idea said, Hey, what if a card could do this? And like they put it into one of the future sets as far as you know. Yeah. I mean, it is a nice company. Um, culture and the fact that, you know, good ideas can come from anywhere because I'm not there as often. It, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't happen as frequently sure. as you would like. I mean, my claim to fame is that uh, when we were doing the Kickstarter, we had to give uh, our fans a choice to name a card. Mm-hmm. And my nomination was Timber Strike, which was selected by the fans. So, you know, I did name a card. So, <laughs> that's something. You know, yeah. Yeah. So to me, that's kind of cool. But I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, one, how, you know, how do we let our fans contribute in such a way that, you know, if there's new formats that our fans come up with ways that they enjoy playing the game, you know, why don't we test them on a Sunday at a tournament? You know, we, we've talked about some fun and interesting concepts and, you know, we just want more ways for people to play and enjoy the game. So we think a good idea can come from anywhere. You know, I, I don't know if I've necessarily suggested a specific card, but, but I have said things like, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask you your thoughts on this. Like, Right now, you can play multiple cards on the board at the same time. What if you couldn't do that? Like, uh, you mean the, the like same card? Have, yeah, you can't play two bubble fish on the same turn, right? Correct. But you could have you could have three of them theoretically in play. Yeah, in play. If you if you played them one each turn, yeah. One each turn. They'd still like, be out what, there. What if we didn't allow that? You know, what if we didn't? And they were like, I don't know. They'll listen to you, but... It, you know, sometimes yeah. <laughs> sometimes my ideas or suggestions aren't good, so it's probably yeah. they're, they're that not. that would that would definitely change how the game is played, though. Yeah, because uh, I mean, a lot of people's strategies that I've seen rely on stuff stacking on top of each other like that. So, on a show called Need More Buffs, I don't know if we want to limit the buffs. Yeah, so that's why sometimes asking for suggestions isn't a good thing. <laughs> I should stick to what I do, and and that's probably best. Hey, you do a very good job at what you do, so. Thank can't you. complain there. All right. If anybody is looking to play this deck, I, I know you gave us a few tips along the way, but is, do you have any final words of advice of things they should try to do or things you should try to avoid or watch out for when some, playing somebody else? Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, I think it's, it's kind of fun if somebody were to want to, you know, build this and then they, they found how to make it better. I'd love to hear about it because I'm constantly tweaking this deck. You know, as we discussed, a little, little, little vulnerable in perhaps, you know, maybe some healing or, um, you know, damage reduction. But I just think it's a fun deck to play. I think it you can deal a lot of damage. I, you know, I think there's, you know, a lot of cards that interact very, you know, very well t- with one another in interesting ways. And, uh, you know, sometimes it sneaks up on other people. Like if you get a couple of turns where you stack up a lot of damage, you know, and the other person's taking, you know, a strategy that takes a little longer to unfold. Sometimes you can you can end a game pretty quickly, which is kind of fun. 
All right. Uh, I think that'll about wrap up the show. Uh, if people want to get in contact with you personally, if they want to uh, discuss Light Seekers in general or this deck specifically, what's the best place to get a hold of you? I'd say look for me on Twitter. It's probably the best way to reach out to me. It's, uh, you know, Willie Wilkov on Twitter. And, um, you know, I, I will find a way to get back to you that makes sense. Uh, but that's probably the best way to reach me. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you once again, Willie, for being on the show today, and I will be seeing you soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Matt. Take care. A big thank you once again to Willie for spending some more time with me and discussing his deck today. A quick reminder to keep an eye out for all the new card reveals that are happening in the coming weeks. They're going to be happening all over the internet, but if you want to go check out lightseekers.cards, all of the reveals will be up there eventually. They also have a list up that shows you where you'll be able to find new reveals each day. Finally, I'd like to ask you once again to go into iTunes and leave a rating and review. I know many of you have told me, whether it be in person or in an email or in a DM, whatever the case may be, you've told me that you like the show, you enjoy the show. But unfortunately, right now, the ratings and reviews on iTunes don't reflect that love. And I'm not asking for my own personal satisfaction or for my own glory or anything like that. I'm asking because those ratings and reviews in iTunes are what is going to increase the visibility of this show. Increased visibility for the show in turn lets people know about the game, which hopefully means more players, and it just it's all about growing this community. I'm asking you to do your part, even if you don't use iTunes personally, it's a free program, it's a free account you can create. Leaving a rating and review is going to take you less than five minutes. Please leave a rating and review and thank you. Sincerely, thank you. Well, that's about all I have for this week. So it's time for me to go make some more deliveries. We'll see you soon.